Hi, I'm Scott McLaughlin, driver of the number three Team Penske Chevy, and you're listening to Pit Pass Indy, presented by Penske Truck Rental. IndyCar fans, it's time to start your engines. Welcome to Pit Pass Indy, a production of Evergreen Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Martin, a journalist who regularly covers the NTT IndyCar series. Our goal at Pit Pass Indy is to give racing fans an insider's view of the exciting world of the NTT IndyCar series in a fast-paced podcast featuring interviews with the biggest names in the sport. I bring nearly 40 years of experience covering IndyCar and NASCAR, working for such media brands as NBCSports.com, SI.com, ESPN Sports Ticker, Sports Illustrated, Auto Week, and Speed Sport. So let's drop the green flag on this episode of Pit Pass Indy. Welcome to this week's edition of Pit Pass Indy, presented by Penske Truck Rental. We are proud and honored to bring Penske Truck Rental to the show as the presenting sponsor of Pit Pass Indy. We will continue to cover the entire NTT IndyCar Series community, and our new partners at Penske Truck Rental will help us tell those stories. There's a new winner in the NTT IndyCar Series and a driver who could become the next big star. It's Kyle Kirkwood, winner of the 48th Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach. The 24-year-old driver from Jupiter, Florida, started on the pole and blistered the field, driving his number 27 AutoNation Honda to his first career victory in the NTT IndyCar Series in just his third race with Andretti Autosport. Kirkwood, who also scored his first career IndyCar pole the day before, led 53 laps in the 85-lap race and finished just ahead of his Andretti Autosport teammate, Roman Grosjean. Chip Ganassi Racing's Marcus Erickson was third. Last year's Indianapolis 500 winner takes over the NTT IndyCar Series points lead with that third-place podium finish. Colton Herta's fourth-place finish in the number 26 Gainbridge Honda gave team owner Michael Andretti a 1-2-4 finish in the top five in the biggest street race on the schedule and the biggest event outside of the Indianapolis 500. North America's biggest street race ranks just below Formula One's Monaco Grand Prix as the world's biggest street races and to any IndyCar Series driver that wins it comes fame and prestige. We have another action-packed episode of Pit Pass Indy presented by Penske Truck Rental. Later in the show, we will preview this week's Indianapolis 500 Open Test at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway with Scott Dixon and Santino Ferrucci. We wrap up today's show with two interviews from the red carpet at the world premiere of the docuseries 100 Days to Indy that premieres on The CW Thursday, April 27th from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. First, let's talk to The Real Deal, as team owner Michael Andretti calls him. It's 2023 Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach winner Kyle Kirkwood. He joins me in this exclusive interview for Pit Pass Indy, presented by Penske Truck Rental. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy, presented by Penske Truck Rental, is 
The latest winner of the NTT IndyCar Series is Kyle Kirkwood of Andretti Autosport, winner of the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach. First victory in 20 IndyCar races. I guess the first question is, what took you so long? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it, definitely, it definitely feels like it took me too long, but there's many drivers in this series that have yet to win a race, and uh, they are fantastic drivers. There's 27, 27 guys that go into a weekend can win a race, and it's really due to the car. I mean, our Andretti Autosport car was phenomenal today. It was phenomenal all weekend long, if, if I'm being honest, and... In qualifying, we didn't touch anything from the beginning. From the beginning of qualifying, I'm like, "Don't touch the car. Everything's perfect. I can play with the bars a little bit to get it right back in the balance window if we're on different tires, right?" And that was the same thing. We 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 did a little bit from from qualifying through the race, but it wasn't. I wouldn't consider it a change, if you know what I mean. Um, so it's been really nice. It, it, usually, the weekends that go that smooth and that easy are the ones that go the best always. A weekend of first for you. Your first poll was on Saturday. Your first IndyCar Series poll was on Saturday. That's key here at a very tight street course because passing opportunities are limited. You were able to control the race. You led 53 laps of the 85-lap race. Just how important was it to be out front from I the mean, beginning? Being on the pole was, was massive, right? Uh, I was able to save a ton of tires, save a ton of fuel, keep the guys behind me, manage the gap, and um, worked out perfectly. It worked out absolutely perfectly. Pit stops were amazing. They, they did a really good job on, on that yellow stop to get us out front. We actually bounced off a new garden at one point on, uh, on the first stop when he came out, pretty much just drove out into the fast lane, avoiding some, some people in pit lane, I believe. But starting out front was important. It was so important for that first stint. We got through that first stint, and I told people, if we get through this first stint and we're still in the lead, there's a really good chance that we're going to win this thing. And the fact that our strat the strategy played in our favor with the cautions was perfect. I couldn't ask for anything better. You scored your first victory at the biggest street race in North America, one of the biggest street races in the world. Just how cool is that to be able to get your first victory in such an iconic event? Yeah, it is so cool. I couldn't ask for a better place other than the 500, to be honest. It is... Uh, pretty amazing it is pretty amazing and uh i'm gonna cherish this for a while it was michael's first win was here and back with his team and we we're able to win they've won now what the last four out of six races or five whatever whatever it is they, they win a lot here and uh, i'm glad to be one of those drivers that also win uh, my engineer jeremy millis has, has won a bunch of them and gotten a few polls here and has done the same thing we did today uh except it was with rossi a few years ago Andretti Autosport finished three cars on the top four in today's competitive IndyCar series. That's about as good as it gets. It is, and especially from where Colton started. I know how hard it must have been for them to even get one position because I struggled behind Newgarden. We were over a half second quicker than him, no doubt, and I could not get by him. There was no way I was getting by him. And um, track position was was key here. And I saw it in, I, I paid attention to the IMSA race yesterday and it was key for them too. So um, I knew that, that starting on pole was, was crucial. And also the fact that you got your first career victory at the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach, your team owner, Michael Andretti, got his first victory in his last IndyCar series victory in, at the Acura Grand Prix. Well, hopefully this one isn't my last, but... Uh, it's, but the it's, fact it's, that it's, you were able to get your first and Michael was had his first here, that's pretty cool. <laughs> exactly. You know, it is, it is so cool. And I, and I mentioned that earlier. Michael is just an amazing guy, amazing driver, amazing team owner. Everything he does is 
perfect. And I've got a long way to go to catch up to him, no doubt. But it is cool to to say that that I won my first race at the same place that Michael Andretti won his first race. A couple of weeks ago, you swapped race strategist between yourself and Colton Herta. It was a team decision. Uh, it was one that not necessarily everybody understood at the beginning. But now, Brian Herta calling your race strategy to your first victory, just the second time together. How important was that? And what's it like working with Brian on the radio now? It's been it's been awesome. Brian, I mean, he showed it today. He is so calm on the radio, and he is so informative on what a driver needs. And he's, he's just filling you in constantly with, with information. And, and he was a driver at one point, so obviously he knows what a driver wants to hear. And, um, you know, he kept me, kept me with a cool head, told me all the information I needed to hear. Um, and he's a big portion of why we won today. He played the strategy perfectly and um, everything worked out in our favor. Kyle Kirkwood, it's time for you to go out and celebrate your first career NTT IndyCar Series victory. Congratulations. Thank you for joining us on Pit Pass Indy, presented by Penske Truck Rental. Thank you so much. We'll be right back to Pit Pass Indy after this short break. In the world of racing, Penske means performance and winning. For good reason. Since 1966, Team Penske has won 44 national championships, 17 in IndyCar alone. And last year, Team Penske claimed its Indianapolis 500 record-extending 19th Indy 500 win with Joseph Newgarden, the latest driver, to win the famed race. Team Penske also won its second straight NASCAR Cup Series championship. In 2022, Penske was the first team in history to win both the IndyCar and the NASCAR Cup Series championships in the same season. Team Penske enters the 2024 NTT IndyCar Series season with 236 IndyCar wins, including 34 500-mile race victories. Those are results that are tough to top. But Penske's legendary reputation for quality and attention to detail makes a statement off the track, too. When you need a truck, whether for your business or for a household move, Penske Truck Rental has some of the cleanest, newest, and best-maintained vehicles on the road. And we make it easy with personalized support from our associates, flexible reservations, and access to the top technology. With quick pickup and drop-off at more than 2,500 locations across North America, our scale and know-how will keep you covered, all helping to ensure you get the right, reliable, fuel-efficient vehicle when and where you need it. On the highways, the raceways, and every pit stop in between, Penske keeps you moving forward. Gain ground with Penske. Get a quote today at PenskeTruckRental.com or for household rentals, download the Penske Truck Rental mobile app today. Welcome back to Pit Pass Indy, presented by Penske Truck Rental. With 34 car driver combinations already entered for the 33-car field in the 107th Indianapolis 500, those teams get a chance to test at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway on Thursday, April 20th, and Friday, April 21. It's an important time for these teams as they prepare for the world's biggest race on Sunday, May 28th. 
First up is my exclusive interview with 2008 Indianapolis 500 winner and six-time NTT IndyCar Series champion Scott Dixon of Chip Ganassi Racing for Pit Pass Indy, presented by Penske Truck Rental. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is a true IndyCar racing legend, six-time NTT IndyCar Series champion, Scott Dixon of Chip Ganassi Racing. Scott, we're heading to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the annual open test, two days of testing on the 2.5-mile oval. How important is that to develop a baseline setup for the team when you return in the month of May? Uh, I think, you know, it kind of depends if there's big changes in the off-season, which, you know, I think they're only maybe altering the uh, aero setup slightly. Um, so, you know, I think teams for teams like us, it's probably a better situation that we don't test, but... Um, it could be early in the seat, you know, early in the, the weather format for, for that race too. So, you know, depending on how the conditions are, I think really uh, define how, you know, worthwhile the test is as well. You race for a team that is very methodical, very organized, very planned. My call always talks about running down the checklist of what a team does at a test. How long is that checklist? And do you basically spend a day and a half on that checklist or the first day on the checklist or both days on the checklist? Uh, I think it depends. It depends, you know, obviously um, Sato's or, you know, even, uh, you know, some of the other drivers may have a totally different list. You know, I think it depends a lot on your comfortability and, you know, things that you're working on from last uh, from last year's race or, or even uh, qualifying setups as well. So, I don't know, you're kind of uh, just gauging things. I think a lot of the focus, especially for open tests like that, is if the series has brought a different tire or, you know, if uh, we have different aero pieces, you're just trying to figure out and, uh, you know, get that data as much as possible. Again, I think, you know, you got to be careful chasing test day, especially that early in the year, just because, you know, the, 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 the temperatures may be too favorable. The other thing about that is, like you just said, the weather temperatures can be dramatically different from the time you test there in April until you return in May. It could be hot in April and cold in May, or but what we generally see is cold and rainy in April and then hot in May. So how does teams sort all, all that out compared to what we accomplished in the test to a track that's completely different now? Uh, again, I think you're just kind of hit, hitting the big ticket, ticket items, you know, whether it's geometries or, you know, new ideas from the previous year. So, you know, you, you're not really fine-tuning. Um, you try to match the, the downforce level as close as possible, but, you know, even in really cold scenarios, you could be hundreds of pounds up on downforce. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's always good to be running the car just because we have such limited days now in general uh, for testing. So, you know, I think outside of any uh, fine-tuning, you, you'll be getting through all the big stuff for, for those days, especially, you know, leading up into, you know, one whole week of testing before we go to the 500. Is Firestone going to do anything different with this year's Indy 500 tire? I don't believe so. I think the tire was, you know, has been uh, traditionally very good. You know, I think um, last year with the updated aero pieces and the barge boards, I think that, you know, they're talking about adding some... Uh, further downforce to the car this year or adjustability at least with the rear wing maybe so you know we'll see what they bring which we'll get and know before we get to that test but um, yeah I think that they've done a they've done a great job on the tire. Has IndyCar made any other tweaks to the car aerodynamically that should make the racing any different than what we saw last year? Um, you know again I think it's dependent on weather conditions a lot of the time you know if it's if it's hot then it's going to spread a little bit um, you know hopefully uh, some of the additions you know I think with what they did at test Texas, it was a lot of stuff that was just too efficient, you know, so everybody ran the same kind of package. 
Um, you know, it's always nice if they can have uh, some pieces that, you know, are draggy and, and, you know, you really have to commit to it because it's going to, you know, make a difference in speed, but also, you know, uh, the comfortability of, of driving the car. So, you know, I haven't heard a final schedule yet of what they're planning to add to the car. I think it's maybe road course strikes, uh, maybe up to six degrees uh, on the rear wing, and then uh, I think something on the front end of the car as well. So once uh, once they get that, we'll be testing it. Rick Mears holds the Indy 500 record for most poles with six. You're closing in on that number. How important would that be for Scott Dixon to add that accomplishment to an already unbelievable career? Yeah, I really enjoy the the race for the pole. You know, I think it's there's a lot of effort. I think it's a very uh, well-earned team effort. You know, the amount of uh, effort that goes into the prep of the car. You know, it speaks a lot of of you know what the what the team really goes into and how they try to to make it that little bit better. So, you know, uh, for me, it's very different from the race. You know, I can easily think of a couple that got away just because of errors that we made. So, you know, I think those are the ones you think about you know the most. But uh, you know, feel very lucky and very privileged to have at least captured five there and. Uh, for sure, we'll be going for, for number six this year. With all due respect, and I hate to bring it up, but you've had so many great runs there, including last year when you dominated the race. How much did that one really hurt, and how long did it take to get over it? Uh, oh, I took, you know, I think till Monday. I was, you know, over it. You can't dwell on those things. You know, it was um, 0.6 of a mile an hour. It's not something that I even thought was was going to be, uh, you know, an issue. But, you know, you're pushing at the end, um, you know. So, yeah, it, it, it's obviously not the result that we wanted and put us definitely in a hole uh, big time when it was double points. At least this year, we're, we're not, no more double point events. So, um, but yeah, you know, that's that's racing, man. You win some, you lose some. And, and sometimes, uh, you know, it's directly yourself or, or other scenarios that take you out of it. But I don't know. I think it's worse finishing second there, to be honest. Elio Castroneves and Tony Kanaan both say the Indianapolis Motor Speedway picks the winner. Do you believe that that's true? Uh, maybe to a certain extent. You know, I think, um, you know, you definitely have to be in it to win it. You've got to be at the fighting and the, the pointy end of it. Um, you know, I think some of the defining factors sometimes how we've had races finish on a caution or uh, there's been a late restart, some things like that, I think, you know, it, it definitely picks it. But uh, you, you you still got to be at the pointy end of the field and racing hard to, to have that opportunity. I think long gone are the, the big sweeps that we've seen maybe since Rossi's win where you can go way off strategy and possibly pull it off uh, by, you know, totally left field. So, um, you know, I think those finishes are fantastic to see and it definitely spices it up. So, you know, maybe this year we're, we're due for one. When you come through the main gate at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway every year, as many times as you've been there, as many laps as you've run there, do you still look around and say, this is why I do this? Yeah, I love I love going to Indy. Indy owes, owes me nothing. You know, I've always said that it's it's a place where um, you know we're lucky enough to race. It's a, you know still the, the the largest one day sporting event in the world, and all of us you know and hopefully this year we qualify. I don't you know don't know if there's going to be bumping or anything like that, but um, you know for me it's it's definitely been uh, a lot of. Uh, great memories some some uh, slightly sad ones but honestly even those you know you got to be looking at the position that you're in and and uh, the race that you're racing and um so for me yeah, I, I love going there man love going there on april 28th on the cw 100 days to indy the docu series will air for the first time 
on television. They've had a few sneak previews for the IndyCar community to see it. Have you seen it yet, and what are your thoughts? I haven't seen any of it yet. So, um, yeah, I think it's, you know, it's great for IndyCar. Hopefully it, uh, you know, does what everybody hopes it does and, and brings, uh, you know, some attention to the series. And, you know, I think there's a lot of, you know, great stories. I hope they catch uh, the, the great stories and the diversity you know, of the series and personally, and, and I think, you know, across the board, everybody just wants to make sure that it works. But do you believe that expectations may need to be kept in check a little bit because it could still be a, a great docu-series, but people have to watch it and then people have to tune in and watch IndyCar when they compete? Um, yeah, I think it's, you know, it's got to be like any docu-series, you know, whether it's the golf one or the tennis one or, you know, even Drive to Survive, you know, I think, the hard part for people that are in motor racing is that you, you know, you, you got to be very careful. Um, I found a lot of Drive to Survive a little tough to watch because you could tell that a lot of it was fabricated. So, you know, um, it's probably not a good point of view from from my standpoint uh, or asking me about it. But um, yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of great personalities, a lot of great people in this sport that deserve their stories to be told. And, and um, you know, you just hope that, that uh, they capture that and, and that it... Uh, you know, it does what everybody wants for the series. You're having another solid start to the season. How do you view the way the year's gone so far, and how does that help set you up for a championship run, which would tie you with A.J. Foyt with seven championships if you're able to do that this year? Yeah, the whole goal is for sure to, to you know, win Indy and, and secondly win, win the championship. You know, uh, to get that seventh championship would be would be definitely defining. So that's the goal, man. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a decent steady start to the season. Um, you know, you always want a little bit more and, and there's always areas that you can definitely improve on um, and we'll keep chipping away and, and hopefully uh, hopefully we can, we can make that day uh, come true one time soon. He's a champion on and off the racetrack, six-time NTT IndyCar Series champion, Scott Dixon of Chip Ganassi Racing. Good luck the rest of the season. Good luck in the Indianapolis 500. Thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy, presented by Penske Truck Rental. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Santino Ferrucci returns to the Indianapolis 500 this year with A.J. Foyt Racing. Ferrucci has never finished outside of the top 10 in his four previous Indianapolis 500 starts, including a fourth-place finish in 2020 when he drove for Dale Coyne Racing with Vassar and Sullivan. Ferrucci talks about this week's upcoming test, as well as a few other topics, in this exclusive Pit Pass Indy presented by Penske Truck Rental interview. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy presented by Penske Truck Rental is Santino Ferrucci of AJ Foyt Racing. Santino, early in the season, but you're heading to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the open test next weekend. How important is that test in the grand scheme of things for getting ready for the month of May? I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things. We're not going with our 500 car into the open test. We're going to go with our road course car. Um, we're just going to kind of get the basics down for the setup, just kind of get in the right direction and then transfer it over into the Speedway car and uh, see what happens when we show up in uh, in May. I mean, it's, you know, it'd be nice to have two days of the track, get adjusted again, but uh, we still got a lot of other races ahead. How much has it really helped the team understand what works and what won't? Because the one thing about the Indianapolis Motor Speedway is the surface is so weather sensitive, you're liable to come back in May under completely different weather conditions. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, 
paying attention to the data, paying attention to the weather and understanding the changes that you're making. I mean, honestly, the test is more for us to get re-familiar with the cars on the speedway and then just make sure like a lot of procedural stuff's right. I mean, I don't think we're gonna be doing too, too much uh, testing, maybe some basic aero configurations. Uh, we do have some new parts from the series that we'd like to AB and honestly, we'll probably re-AB everything again come May. How many laps do you plan to run there? Because I know you don't really look at it for top speed of the day because it's a test, but you have a checklist that the team goes down. How long is that checklist usually at an open test like that? Uh, I mean, it can range. I mean, you can run anywhere from three, four outings to, you know, hundreds and hundreds of laps. Uh, it's just one depends on how many tires we're going to go through. It depends on the weather as well, because obviously, you know, Indiana this time of year, it's it, dude, it could snow next week. I mean, you said it was 80 degrees when you left. It could snow, could snow for the open test. I normally remember it always, always being quite cold uh, in years past. But, you know, it's, yeah, I, I think we'll do a fair amount of things. I think most of what we're going to be doing is aero, though. It falls right in the middle of a street course and a road course. You had the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach last weekend, then the test on the big oval at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and then the following weekend will be Barber Motorsports Park on a natural terrain road course, the first ro natural terrain road course of the year. So how does a driver keep track of street course, oval, super speedway, road course? I have a book that I carry around. I make notes, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I also have to be super organized with the cars that we're going in between. Um, your mindset's very different, obviously, when you're going street to road course and then obviously to ovals, how you pass, you know, what you're looking for in car setup. I mean, I'm pretty in the zone of street course just because of what we've been doing and what I've been doing in the last two years <laughs> being part-time. So going back to uh, Barber is going to be definitely a bit of a challenge for me because that'll be the first road course I've run in a minute. What is the characteristics of Barber that you find so unique? I just see undulation. I mean, you sit there and you just... You're looking at all of the undulations track, all the elevations, the banked corners, the off-bank camber corners, and, you know, the heavy brake zones. You know, it's such a long lap, too. I, I mean, it doesn't feel like a super long lap, I think, to a lot of people, but for us, it's a very long lap. And the race is challenging because it's a very physical track. It's probably one of the most physical tracks all year. So, you know, there's just a lot to prepare mentally for more than anything. What's it been like so far being at AJ Foyt Racing? I know that the team wants to try to rebuild itself and reestablish itself as a competitive operation again. There's a lot of room to grow. What's it been like so far in the early days for you? It's been impressive. I mean, if you looked at this team back in before preseason testing, uh, it was, you know, it was just all over the place. There was a lot of different things going on, no organization. Uh, you know, now we've started to get on a roll. We have exactly like a plan to move forward. We know what we're doing with our damper program. We know what we're doing with our gearbox program. You know, we know exactly where we're going. So we just need to have these consistent results on race weekends. I mean, take St. Pete, you know, wrecking out in the first laps, not great. Texas, clutch failing. So it's like little things like that that we just need to try and avoid uh, moving forward because, you know, I feel like we gave away two easy top 10 finishes. After the Barber Motorsports Park race, there'll be one weekend off. Then you return to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the GMR Grand Prix on the IMS road course. Yeah. That weekend off is going to be valuable because it's going to be your last weekend off for about five weeks. Yeah, I know. So I'm just really hoping that, you know, once that once we get through Barber, uh, our Houston team's actually going to go up to Indy. And they're going to stay in Indy for the entire month of May, building the Speedway car up there with the engineers, doing everything with them. 
you know, we're just making sure we cross our T's, dot our I's. Everything's going to be perfect. Both cars are going to be exactly the same when they roll out of the shop. So that off weekend is going to be huge. When Santino Ferrucci arrives at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the Indianapolis 500, no disrespect intended, but when walking into that place, does the hair kind of stand up? <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, that place is special. It's special to everybody. And, you know, that track's treated me so well throughout the last four years of my career. I've got four top tens there which is a really nice hot streak for me to be on. I feel like I, well, I feel and I know I can win that race given the right opportunity and the right luck. So, you know, I'm just going to go about it the same way I have done the last four years, you know, just take it one day at a time, one step at a time, and just try and be there at the end. If you're there at the end of the month, then you're, I'm, we're going to be in it to win it. When you walk in to the Indianapolis 500 with A.J. Foyt, and that's pretty big. That's like going to the NFL with Vince Lombardi going yeah. to the Super Bowl with Vince Lombardi. What is that sensation going to be like? I mean, it's like one of those things where, like, I want to impress AJ. I know, but I know I can do that by just being myself and, you know, driving hard and putting it all out there on the racing track. And that's what I'm going to do. I mean, being there with his heritage and his car and driving the 14 is an honor, one. And two, it's big shoes. I mean, that thing's got four or 500 wins. So it's, you know, I'd like to add, I'd like to make it five and I'd probably make it six for the team, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think we can do it, and I know we have the people and the crew and the car underneath us to make it happen. This year, of course, uh, A.J. lost his wife of uh, 66 years, Lucy Foyt. I know that you've said that you didn't really know her that well, but it was a tremendous loss for A.J. What does the team plan to do to remember her? Um, you know, honestly, they kept everything pretty quiet. I know that from my side. I you know, it's, it's very tough, especially for Larry, because Lucy was his his mom for him. And, you know, it's really hard. And I know that they were really, really close. And, you know, it's just, I think it's going to be a bit of a struggle. You can tell, I went I went to the shop in Houston the, the uh, week of, and, you know, it's just, we just got to lift everybody's spirits back up. So I'm sure that they're planning something big and something fun and, you know, something to really remember her, especially for the month of May. But uh, no, right now it's, it's all, all in uh, Larry and AJ's hands. You've had a rather circuitous career back to IndyCar. Now that you're back, how much do you plan on making this series your home? I plan a lot on it. I mean, I'm not stopping on some of the other fronts of racing. I'm going to continue running the Chili Bowl. Um, I do want to run some extra NASCAR races and Xfinity stuff. Uh, I'd like to do the double at IndyGP if, you know, schedule and, you know, mentally I am capable and available to do so. Um, but I don't know how much that's going to come to fruition this year, but it's definitely not something I'm closing the door on forever, but I am having my full focus on IndyCar and making my uh, home at AJ uh, Foyt's uh, more of a long-term deal. Connor Daly has tried NASCAR. He's still got a few more races to run with the money team later this year. Have you spoken to him a little bit about that and tried to explain to him the struggles of trying to compete in NASCAR when you're on a smaller team like he's on? Yeah, I mean, we, you know, when we did it in Xfinity, I was with a brand new team, Sam Hunt. And, you know, we only had, I remember when I signed with them in the winter, it was Sam and one other full-time mechanic, his best friend, Connor. And uh, so I know what it's like to be on a small team. And, you know, it's amazing what they can do, though, with a little bit of willpower. It's amazing how these small teams can actually compete in Xfinity. And, you know, I think uh, you have the right people like you do everywhere else, and you can do really, really well. When we were out at Long Beach, you had a chance to see the docu-series 100 Days to Indy. What were your thoughts on that? 
Well, I actually didn't make it out in time to see it just because of my schedule at home and everything that was going. So I actually haven't seen it yet. I'm probably one of the few people that <laughs> hasn't had a first look. Well, it's my understanding they're going to have a sneak preview in Indianapolis before the open test, so perhaps you'll be able to make that. Fingers crossed. I should be able to. But as far as the concept of it, uh, what do you think of it? Do you think it's going to really help attract new fans? Yeah, you know what? I think ever since uh, Formula One did the Drive to Survive, you know, golf's done full swing. Um, tennis has their their show. You know, it's time for IndyCar because, honestly, our racing's the most entertaining in the world. There's there's no doubt about that. I and mean, there's just nothing that stacks up to IndyCar. Our personalities are massive and huge inside the sport. So I think having a docuseries is going to be a lot of fun for all of us. And, uh, you know, I'm excited for it. I'm hoping that it continues. I'm hoping that it grows. I'd love to see multiple seasons. I'd love to see more than six episodes. You know, I'd, I'd just hopefully uh, just expands, man. That's the biggest thing. You're also working with a rookie driver in Benjamin Peterson. Have you imparted any of your wisdom and experience to him? I've been trying to. I mean, he's honestly, for a rookie, he's really, really intelligent. Um, his driving will obviously get there. I think his biggest struggle right now is the brakes. But his feedback's awesome. I mean, it aligns with mine almost perfectly. So with, the good thing with that is we're pushing the team in the correct direction. We know exactly where we want to go with, with the car. So it, it's good that we're on the same page there. Santino Ferrucci of AJ Foyt Racing. Good luck the rest of the season. Good luck at the Indianapolis 500. And thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy presented by Penske Truck Rental. Thank you, Bruce. We'll be right back to Pit Pass Indy after this short break. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Pit Pass Indy. IndyCar, along with Vice Media and the CW, are involved in an exciting and entertaining docuseries, 100 Days to Indy, that will debut on the CW on Thursday, April 27th, from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. The six-part documentary will give viewers exclusive behind-the-scenes looks at the drivers and teams, the battles and conflicts, and the high-speed action that makes the NTT IndyCar Series the most exciting form of racing on Earth, building up to the greatest race in the world, the 107th Indianapolis 500. The world premiere of 100 Days to Indy was held on April 12th at the Terrace Theater at the Long Beach Convention Center. I caught up with two of the drivers in the NTT IndyCar Series on the red carpet before the premiere for Pit Pass Indy, presented by Penske Truck Rental. Here is the first of my two interviews with Christian Lungard of Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing. Joining us now on Pit Pass City, presented by Penske Truck Rentals, Christian Lungard, Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing. 
Christian were standing on the red carpet for the sneak peek, sneak premiere of 100 Days to Indy by the CW. Exciting times here in Long Beach. What are you hoping to see this docu-series, what it can do for IndyCar? I think overall, um, it's only going to help, no, no matter no matter what. Uh, I think all of us are, are hoping hoping to look greater than, than we really do um, on, on TV, but I think it, it's been great to be a part of. Um, overall, I've, in, I've enjoyed it. Um, I was a part of it in Europe with, with the whole F1 show, so that was pretty exciting to get a taste of it, but I'm, I'm sure we can, we can do a better job here because we got the best racing product in the world. Racing in the junior formulas of Europe, uh, a lot of times in conjunction with the Formula One races, what is the vibe like when you come to the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach? It's such a big event. No, absolutely. I mean, it, it, we're here on Wednesday, and I, I feel like there's a lot of people already. Um, I know it's, it's for, for a few different reasons, but I think it just shows the hype about, around this, this event. Uh, it's definitely one of the, the races on the bucket list that you want to win. There are a lot of people that would like to see 100 Days to Indy do for IndyCar, what Drive to Survive did for Formula One. Maybe those are a little bit lofty ambitions, but it is something to shoot for. What do you think it can do for the series? I think overall it's going to boost the series uh, quite quite a bit. Um, I wouldn't really want to set too high expectations for it from, from the beginning and the get-go. Um, even though that we need to be optimistic, I think it's it's going to boost the, the series, uh, viewer-wise, fan-wise. Um, because we need to raise awareness around this series because it is the best product, racing product in the world. Um, and I'm pretty sure all the drivers on this grid will agree with me. You came into the 2023 season with a lot of high hopes and ambitions. The teams kind of struggled uh, at the beginning of the year. Is there a reason for that? I mean, yes and yes and no. There's definitely reasons for it. Um, I mean, we're, we're hoping to come into this week into having fixed all of them. Um, but at the same time, I believe that's what every other team goes in with. Um, we gotta, we got to do the best that we can with the, the equipment that we have. Um, but surely, I mean, the, the season has not started the way we wanted it to. That's, that's obvious. Um, so we, we got to dig deep and, and see where we can get. How important is the Indy 500 open test that comes up at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway this weekend? I think the open test... Uh, will be interesting for us because we, we, we weren't competitive enough, enough at Texas. Um, we did our Monday test with, with Linus and, and Catherine, and I'm hoping that we, we found some, some things that we can find useful for, for the open test at Indy. The other thing about the open test at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway in April is sometimes the uh, crews watching the weather as much as they are what's going on on the track. Is it difficult to get two really good days of running in there in April when the weather can be pretty iffy in Indianapolis. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's like it is for, for any any race, I guess. If it's a race or if it's a test, the, the weather uh, will always be a tricky one to, to be in charge of. It's, it's probably the one thing that we, that we can't decide. Going into your second Indianapolis 500, uh, how much are you pushing yourself? How much better a result do you think you can have? I mean, there's definitely room for, for improvement, um, for sure. Um, I hope we've improved our package so we, we can have three competitive cars. And then we'll see where we're at. I mean, I'm not going to set the highest expectations until I know where we're at next week. What do you think of the new Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan race shop in Zionsville, Indiana? It's quite a palace. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty amazing. I mean, I, I even posted a story of it, the, uh, the, the, main, the, the front of the building the other day. Just because I'm, I'm so astonished, like so, so impressed with how big and and complete it is. 
Um, and that's that, that's what I like the most about this team is we, we're not here for now. We're here to stay. Christian Lungard, Ray Hall, Lunderman, Lanigan Racing. Good luck the rest of the season. Good luck in the Indianapolis 500. And thank you for joining us on Pit Pass Indy presented by Penske Truck Rental. Thank you so much. Next up is a quick interview with Loon Guards Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing teammate Jack Harvey. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy presented by Penske Truck Rental is Jack Harvey of Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing. Jack, we're standing here at the red carpet for the premiere of 100 Days to Indy, and I've got to say, you definitely are dressed for the red carpet. Thank you. Appreciate that. So uh, are you. Thank you. Well, sometimes uh, you do have to you get scrub the old, up sometimes. Yeah, you have to do get the old suit out of the way. Sometimes. I just I just feel like wearing a suit without a tie is like trying to race with three wheels, you know? I completely agree. If you're gonna put on the suit, you may as well put on a tie. You to made go with the it. effort, you know, you gotta go all in. What do you think one hundred days to Indy can do for IndyCar? Uh, I think it's unbelievable. I'm so grateful that all the powers that be put this together because at the end of the day, this really is a, a fantastic racing series. Uh, I can't think of a better one across the world. And ultimately, all we're trying to do is get as many eyeballs on this because the hardest bit is creating good racing. We have that. You know, we've got fantastic drivers with amazing personalities. We've got incredible racing teams. We race in some of the best parts of North America. We just need people to see it. So. Uh, the fact that this is happening, I think it's just wonderful. The Long Beach Grand Prix, uh, Acura Grand Prix at Long Beach, one of the biggest races in the world, one of the biggest street races in the world, certainly. The second biggest race on the IndyCar schedule behind the Indianapolis 500. What do you think when you come to Long Beach and you think of the history and tradition of this event? Oh, it's just amazing, mate, really. You know, being a just a race fan as in myself, uh, you know, I think about Long Beach, I think about history in terms of Formula One, raced here for a long, long time and had some really memorable moments. And then obviously IndyCar really has taken up that mantle and followed it ever since. And I mean, there's just been some absolutely fantastic races that have happened here. Um, you know, and I'm just excited to be a small part of that. I actually think the best qualifying lap that I've ever driven was here in Indy Lights in 2015 when I was on pole. But Hopefully we do that this weekend. When you think of a long history of names that have been here from Formula One to CART to IndyCar, to be part of that. It's almost as deep, a, nearly as deep as the Indianapolis 500. Not quite as deep. Indy goes back quite quite a bit further. Quite far. But still, there's a lot of great names that have competed in the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach. Yeah, I mean, it's just a very special place. You know, you think about motorsport worldwide, uh, and there's a couple of tracks and places that kind of come to mind, and I would say on that list, all but certainly is going to be Long Beach and motor racing. And I just think it's great that a city has continued to embrace motorsports this way, whether it's in Formula One, whether it's an IndyCar. Uh, you know, I'm just proud to be one of the drivers to get to do this. And uh, frankly, I just want to try and uh, have a great race and maybe put our name on that winner's, uh, winner's list as well. As far as the start of the season, I know it's not quite what Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan had had planned. What do you see can be done to really turn this thing around quickly? Uh, turn it around quickly? Uh, I mean, truthfully, it's just, uh, it's just hard work at this point. You know, we need to identify what our problems are, I think. And then after that, it's just the thing we've got to be united on isn't the negatives, it's the positives of where we're going. And, you know, right now heading into Long Beach weekend, we don't need to worry about what happened in Texas. Texas and Long Beach are about as opposite of tracks you could ever possibly get on. The positives this weekend is that St. Pete was good for us. Uh, and moving from street circuit into what we think is going to be a strong weekend for us in another street circuit, 
that's what we've got to work hard on. We'll worry about Indy when we get to it. What's going to happen quickly, honestly, I don't know, other than I see how much effort the guys and girls at Ray Hall, Lem and Lanigan, you know, put in every day, every week. So I'm excited for what we can achieve. Jack Harvey, Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan Racing. Good luck the rest of the season. Thank you for joining us on Pit Pass Indy, presented by Penske Truck Rental. Thank you. And that puts a checkered flag on this edition of Pit Pass Indy, presented by Penske Truck Rental. We want to thank our guest, 48th Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach winner Kyle Kirkwood of Andretti Autosport, 2008 Indianapolis 500 winning driver and six-time NTT IndyCar Series champion Scott Dixon of Chip Ganassi Racing, AJ Foyt Racing Santino Ferrucci, and two of the drivers from Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing, Christian Lungard and Jack Harvey for joining us on today's podcast. Along with loyal listeners like you, our guests help make Pit Pass Indy, presented by Penske Truck Rental, your path to victory lane for all things IndyCar. And because of our guests and listeners, Pit Pass Indy, presented by Penske Truck Rental, is proud to be the winner of the best podcast by the National Motorsports Press Association. For more IndyCar coverage, follow me at Twitter at Bruce Martin, one word, uppercase B, uppercase M, underscore 500. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thanks to our production team. Executive producers are Bridget Coyne and Gerardo Orlando. Recordings and edits were done by me, Bruce Martin, and final mixing was done by Dave Douglas. Learn more at evergreenpodcast.com. Until next time, be sure to keep it out of the wall.